afternoon, my friends. The doctor is in the house. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode of To Your Health with Dr. G. Hey, I tell you what, this has been fierce, and today's show is going to be even realer. Hey, it's Wednesday. I'm feeling good. Guess what, everybody? My family came here today, so check out my social media. You can see some great pics of my kids checking out here in the studio. Hey, they might be future podcast hosts. You never know. So I'm so grateful for them to come to the studio today, and uh, this is great. Uh, I tell you what, this whole Countdown to Summer Series has been great, and uh, today I'm concluding my second annual Countdown to Summer Series, and really what it's been all about, it's been sharing with you the last-minute tips Tips about fitness, tips about how you look, your skin, and preparation. And today, no different. We're going to keep it coming strong. We're talking about healthy eating prep, last-minute healthy eating prep, the things that you can do to get ready. Hey, summertime is this weekend. I'm ready for summertime. I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to have a great time. But again, we can make our health a priority as we enjoy what the season has to offer. And we're not just talking about summertime. We're talking about summertime, yes but your health beyond summertime. So we're talking about setting these foundations, and today we're talking about foundations of healthy eating. My guests today are fierce. You're gonna meet them in a few moments, and I can't wait to get in it. Food, love it, <laughs> love talking about food. And food is really central to us, central to us as people, central to us as for our cultures, and certainly when the thing comes out of summertime, all the great things that happen, birthday parties, graduations, weddings, family reunions and whatnot. Food is really the centerpiece to everything. But we're gonna to talk today about not only just food in general, but we're also gonna talk about how do you make food healthy and tasty at the same time. Again, we gotta kick up the tastiness factor. There, I mean, there's always a tastiness factor, but how can we have the health factor? Because I truly do believe that the health factor can be as equal to the tastiness factor, everybody. So we're going to talk about it today. So I'm so excited. Hey, you guys are joining us here live on Facebook. We're in, live in studio at Intellectual Radios. Check me out on my website, www.drmarkgomez.com. I tell you what, this is great. This is going to be a great show today. We're talking about last-minute healthy eating prep. Now, before you meet my guests, i got to hit you with a quick disclaimer. The content of To Your Health with Dr. G is for informational and entertainment purposes only, and that the content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, and or treatment. Further details can be found at www.toyourhealthwithdrg.com slash disclaimer. Again, everybody, my name is Dr. Mark Gomez. I'm a board-certified internal medicine physician practicing out of Edward Hospital in Naperville and Bolingbrook, Illinois. I'm so excited to have everybody here. So here's how the show works. You've met me, you see me again, and thanks, thanks to those out there who loyally follow our show. We're going to continue to keep bringing some great content for you. How the show works, you meet me, you meet my guests. I ask them a lot of questions because my show, it's like going back <laughs> in my days of being a medical student and a resident when you got picked on all the time by your attending physician. But really the goal of the show is to make sure that we're giving you guys the right information. I want you to have the tools to be well with your health. We're talking about building trust and delivering truth. So without further ado, I want to introduce my guest today. I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story about how I know them, because why not? And these are not embarrassing stories, not at all. <laughs> these are professionals, and I, and, and I really appreciate our friendship, our, our collegiality, and continue to have more collaboration for future content coming at you. So I want to introduce my first guest. She and I know, he, know each other because of her husband. He's actually been a guest on Tear Up with Dr. G a couple times, 
uh, but we've met a long time ago and we just had a great friendship. We actually had dinner the other night. Why not? The fish was tasty. Healthy but and tasty. Healthy and tasty. And we had a ton of vegetables too. So that was great. And then, uh, and then yeah, you had to add a little bit of wine in there. It is what it is. But but the, the tastiness factor was there, but certainly the health factor, the nutrient density, we're going to talk about some of that stuff. So I want to introduce my good friend, Bonnie Caston. Let me read to you her credentials because her credentials are fierce. Bonnie Caston, RDN, LDN. She's a registered dietitian nutritionist and licensed dietitian nutritionist with my preferred group, Suburban Gastroenterology LTD. Check her out at www.sgihealth.com. Bonnie, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here and excited to talk about cooking during the summer and eating during the summertime. Excellent. And, you know, you have to hang out with my kids. Like, a little bit ago, there's some pictures going to be out there maybe in a little bit. But uh, but it just helps kind of set the tone as well. So I'm so glad to have you here today. So why don't you give us a little bit about your background? Uh, where did you do your training? And what does this theme to you mean today about kind of healthy eating that we can engage in? Okay, thank you. Um, so I... I did my undergraduate at Indiana University and then did my dietetic internship um, at the medical center in Indianapolis, part of Indiana University. I then was a registered dietitian. I worked at uh, Northwestern Memorial Hospital doing inpatient nutrition support. And now I'm with Suburban Gastroenterology doing outpatient nutrition. Um, I love this topic. I mean, it's fantastic because, listen, everybody has to eat, and why not eat well and learn how to do it, especially during the summer. We all go to barbecues and parties, and which is great fun, and food is social, and there's so much interaction with people over food, and I think it's really important to learn how to eat healthy, and there's so many ways that we can really enhance our diet especially over the summer with fresh fruits and vegetables that are readily available to us excellent well thank you for coming out today bonnie we're going to talk a little bit more in detail certainly throughout this show so thank you my next guest she is a return guest on to your health with dr g she and i crossed paths last year through my wife actually my wife tiffany gomez she uh made the connection because both our guests and my wife attended University of Chicago together. And even though I'm a Washington University and St. Louis fan, I will welcome some University of Chicago guests on my show from time to time. Love them. Hashtag, hashtag big heart, without a doubt. So I want to thank my guest, uh, Nicole Jordan-Reed, in a second. So let me introduce you uh, to Chef Nicole Jordan-Reed. Let me read you her credentials, because again, she's got fierce credentials as well, too. So Chef Nicole Jordan-Reed, she's founder and owner of Nicole Jordan-Reed Catering, LLC. Check her out, www.njcaters.com. Chef, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank, I'm glad to be back. Um, thank you for having hey, me. Hey, I'm glad to have you back here. Tell us a little bit about your journey. First of all, tell us where did you do your training uh, and how did you end up in this field, of course, being a chef, and a little bit of words about what, what do you think about today's theme? Okay. Uh, so I started out, um, uh, this is my second career, um, being an entrepreneur and, uh, and focusing on food, uh, catering and food service. I did my undergrad at UOC. Um, and, and instead of going to business school after, I uh, decided to go to culinary school and study at the Illinois Institute of Art uh, doing culinary management. And from there, uh, fast forward some years later, uh, I decided to make the leap uh, and leave corporate America and consulting for good and start Nicole Jordan Catering. Uh, and we are a full-service catering company here in the city of Chicago. Uh, and we've been uh, on the move for the last several years, uh, doing a lot of great work. and. Uh, 
in, in line with this theme, really, you know, taking a spin on comfort food from a healthier perspective among um, other types of things that we do in our business. Well, okay. I'm excited to welcome you back. Again, we're going to get more granular in a few moments. So here you go, everybody. You met the panel. Their credentials are fierce, but they're just great. They're like consummate professionals in what they do. And they, they, and, and you know, even though you know, I'm here, me as an internist, as a physician, and and everybody's got their credentials here. The reality is that they all care. I mean, we're in the, we're in the business of service. We're we want to take care of our customers, our clients, our patients, and make sure that they have a good time. Certainly for you, chef, uh, and making sure you have some repeat customers without a doubt. But also also make sure that they're empowered on things. And again, I think from what our perspective, from a clinical perspective, we want our patients to do well with their health and nutrition is so foundational. So what we do on the show, now you met the, met the guests and everything, you know, I was talking about something called the chief complaint. And so the chief complaint is when somebody comes into your office or your facility and they and basically tell you what you, what's going on, what, why are they there? And, and so the chief complaint, aka the question of the hour is, what are the best ways to practice healthy eating throughout summertime and beyond. So we're gonna dissect that in a bit. So I'm just so excited to break this down. And really when I think about it, nutrition, you know, it really is foundational, but you can make it very personalized uh, to the needs of the individual. So let me ask this question to, to Bonnie. You know, here we are, we're about to get into summer this weekend. If you had to say like, what is the single most important thing that we can do on a daily basis toward eating better, what would you say to that? What can we do? Oh, I actually have a couple things right. that we could do. Yeah, you can do multiple um, things. There, there are multiple there. things. I think on a daily basis, I, this is. I think eating, in, increasing probably your vegetable intake because with that you're getting so many vitamins and minerals and fiber. Um, so and it fills you up and it's it's healthy and it can be really tasty. Um, but then on a couple other notes, I was going to say I think mindful eating and just realizing are you hungry like why are you eating and is it because you're stressed or you're bored or you're thirsty or are you actually hungry and then the last thing I would probably say that's really important is no nighttime eating and I know that that's really hard especially at this time of the year but just to be really cognizant of when you're actually eating and when you're full and enough is enough Excellent. You know, for me, I'm kind of guilty of that myself. And, and sometimes, yes, I might be seeing patients in the office till late, don't get home till about 9 o'clock or so, and I haven't had dinner. Uh, and so, yes, I'm guilty of that, but I try to make those healthy choices but not try to eat too much at the time. But we're going to talk about that in a mm -hmm. bit more detail because that's important because we're talking about you as, as people out there watching our show and everything. We're talking about you playing the long game. You know, we're talking about the long game in life, the long game with your health. We know that as you have to get to that long game, you have to have cumulative short-term successes, depending on what your goals are. And so, but we want you to set, want to set you up for just enjoyment of your life, more time with your family, and healthy living. And food is certainly foundational to that, especially when we're seeing a lot of the rise of chronic medical conditions that are that we're facing as a public that are very big public health threats. So this is awesome. So to talk about it. Let me ask that same question to Chef. Uh, so Chef Nicole. What is something that we can do on a daily basis towards eating better? Would you echo some of the things that Bonnie's saying, or what's your take on that? Um, I definitely echo those, uh, those thoughts and sentiments. Um, on a daily basis, I would say uh, managing your portions. 
um, that's huge uh, in terms of indulging. In summertime, there's lots of indulgence. Uh, there's indulgence all the time, but in summertime, it's you're having fun, you're going places, you're out more. Especially in Chicago, you know, everyone's out of hibernation, <laughs> and we're and we're eating as well. Um, but being mindful of that uh, is on a daily basis is I think critical. Um, you know getting to that satiation or that, you know, being satiated and, you know, being, understanding your fullness, if you will, um, and not over, you know, doing it. Yeah, and I think for us as people, you know, we're risk-averse as people, so we want to have these positive, restorative, uh, purposeful uh, approaches for our body. Our body does crave it, you know, the, our body craves the raw resources, the raw materials that food provides us to, to thrive, and we don't want to necessarily put ourselves uh, shoot ourselves in the foot, but a lot of times we may. So let me ask this question to Bonnie. You know, what are some things that people may inadvert inadvertently do when it comes to uh, eating, basically? You know, sometimes they'll be like, okay, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I think I'm doing good, I'm doing this, and all of a sudden, like, they come in and see you're like, well, time out, this is actually a little bit, you, you, made, it, you made an effort, but time out, it's a little bit wrong. Yeah, I think a lot of people, I, I think sometimes they eat just, like you said, too much and, and too often. You know, and there's been a lot of different misconceptions throughout the years. You know, when I think back, different food fads, and when you think back to like the 90s, everything was fat-free, and then they added sugar to tons of things. So I think one of the bigger things is probably consuming too much sugar, whether it's through processed foods or whether it's foods that they think are healthy but are actually have are full of sugar and especially like breakfast in the morning is like a sugar rush breakfast is dessert is that what you're saying because it, it kind of is it can be <laughs> and if you think about it uh there's common breakfasts that are full of sugar so i think that's um sometimes people think they're doing it right by eating a muffin or cereal or even yogurt that can be full of sugar and, and people just don't realize it. You know, it's an interesting thing, I want to play off that yogurt thing because what I try to tell my patients is, you know, if you want to start with a yogurt, this is just me as, a, as, a, as an internist, as a physician, I say, all right, you got to go plain. And the first word I say when they say plain, they're like, what? You can't have no strawberry vanilla? I go, listen, here's how we're going to build this. We're going to start with some plain yogurt. Uh, plain, uh, I mean, like Greek yogurt, for example, and I'll say, okay, you're going to add some fresh berries to that to get some, certainly some fiber from there, some fresh minerals. Uh, then I'm going to add some, maybe some nuts or seeds to it. And then all of a sudden it's like, uh, what'd you say, Dr. G? You know, they like turn themselves off because I think I just deflated a balloon at that point. Mm -hmm. uh, so how do you kind of approach that kind of thing to tell people to start your day right? You know, I, I do a little bit of what you said. I mean, I'll tell people, you know, get out the Greek yogurt. It's got lots of protein. Um, and then put some almonds in it. Add some flaxseed, ground flax, or add some vanilla extract or cinnamon to make it taste good. And you'd be surprised at how yummy it actually is. But also things like eggs. You know, protein and a little bit of fat really fill you up and, and, and last longer. And people have gotten away from that. So maybe doing that again, uh, putting some veggies in there, get some fiber. All that will last longer and you won't be as hungry. Chef, do you ever feel like, do you, do you, do you see people choosing veggies to start their day out? Um, a little bit, but people love their eggs, sausage, bacon, and 
you know, biscuits. <laughs> uh, we do a lot of that for catering. Uh, but we also, on the uh, alternatively, on the other side, we actually do a lot of Greek yogurt. We make really great yogurt parfaits. And so we, you know, have our lightly sweetened yogurt. We do fresh berries, blueberries, strawberries. And then we add gluten-free granola, uh, which is nice. Uh, and so that is, I see that a lot. You know, people are looking to that. You know, they do eat the fresh fruits. Uh, but, you know, in terms of sneaking in veggies, veggies, we will do certain things, too, in our wraps. We load them up, you know, with vegetables. I mean, we make our scrambles for clients. We use a lot of nice fresh vegetables. So, you know, we kind of sneak them in in our menu on their behalf. Go ahead, Bonnie. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, when you do a scramble with veggies, and then you can add some avocado, you can add some salsa. Mm -hmm. These are all good things with monounsaturated fats that... They fill you and they keep you satisfied and that's a really big key um, for controlling your weight for controlling your blood sugar and just all around feeling good yeah feeling good and you start your day right the great thing I like about if I eat like if I eat something like that if I might do a scrambler I mean I'm, I'm veggie loading like crazy the fiber will keep you full I also stabilize some blood sugar as well too uh, but you get the density of the, of the meal mm -hmm. and, and I think that helps you out and I think people have to make those kind of choices and say hey you know what I'm thinking I, I need to make sure I'm intentional today in my approach but the reality is we have to be consistent in that factor and sometimes people may do it and maybe you see this Bonnie when you see some of your clients you know they might have consistency for maybe a week or so maybe two weeks maybe even the first 30 days and then those old habits creep back in so let me ask you this question how do you kind of fight some of those old habits that may creep back in? Well, I think one of the big things that you can do is to make your food taste good and be flavorful and to find the right diet. When I say diet, I mean lifestyle, how you're going to eat, what's going to fit with you. So you can do it long term. You know, there are certain things that maybe work for me but won't work for you, and it's finding what that sweet spot is for you so you can maintain it so um, whether it's cooking more so you can be in more control whether it's eliminating um, just certain things from your diet that just don't work with you I, I think it's just about personalization about finding what the right mix for you is and then hopefully adding some healthy things to it on top of it mm -hmm. you, you know, maybe choosing instead of white rice, brown rice. There's a lot that you can do, a lot of little changes that can help go a long way. And I think when you feel good and you see success, and you, uh, you tend to stay with it. Yeah, it's, it's Pavlovian, as I call it, mm -hmm. without a doubt. I mean, you, the body rewards itself. You know, the body has a reward system with a neurotransmitter called dopamine. And so you start seeing that success, and it's pleasurable. And you do it again, so that's just nothing more than reward system. One of the things I always like, I always like to tell some of my patients out there, and you guys are listening. I always say like, "Hey, listen, when you you plan out your vacations to the detail, you can you plan you really do. You spend money, you plan it out. You know it. You can plan out your eating to that same level of." of engagement that you do on your family trips. And we're talking about summertime and there's a lot of family trips going on. You know, my family and I are, are, are blessed to be you know, getting out of town for a little vacation next week, much needed. But yes, we have to plan our eating, of course. And sometimes it's a little bit of a challenge. So let me ask you this question, Chef. You know, say people are traveling, it's summertime. How do you kind of plan out, you know, from a chef's hat, how do people try to seek healthy options, eating options, when they're on the road and they might be in an environment where they're not used to knowing what the landscape is where the fresh food spots may be, 
And you know, the reality is sometimes we rely on going back to some of those fast food options because you know that's everywhere. But how do you kind of best like work with clients that know that they might be traveling or get on the road? How do you help them kind of make sure they're choosing the right choices? So um, thank goodness for the internet uh, and all of its uh, you know information that's out there. Um, you know today, when you're traveling, be it if you're staying in a hotel or in a certain area, you know restaurants establishments have information online, and so you know like we search on everything else and what's popular, seek that out too. You know what's in the area, um, and start to check out menus. Um, you know in my own former life. When I traveled, I would go online and look, you know, look at the hotel, you know, see what's there, um, look at, you know, places in the area so I could already have an idea of what is out there so I could be more intentional about, okay, I'm going to go check that restaurant out because I saw these things. Or, you know, even asking, if you go someplace, it, it doesn't hurt to ask, can you alter a meal? Can you mm -hmm. alter the recipe? Can you omit something? Um, you know, restaurants are, you know, these days are more than happy, you know, to accommodate um, because of, the, you know, people and their different, you know, situations and considerations. Thank you. Uh, Bonnie, um, can you piggyback on that, you know, from a, from a uh, clinical dietitian standpoint, how do you kind of advise your clients when they do go travel? How do they seek out the right things? Yeah, well, I think in this day and age, pretty much any restaurant you can find stuff at that would be healthy, at least healthy enough. And I, I think that there is a push for healthier items and you have nutrition information usually available, like you said, and you can pretty much make a decent choice, I think, anywhere you go. It doesn't, you don't, you're not reinventing the wheel. You don't have to stress over it. It's usually pretty easy to, and let's say you even have a burger. Fine, you have a burger, but does that mean you need to order the fries with it? It might just be little things that you can do. Maybe you have a salad with it instead. So you get some vegetables in there. And it doesn't have to be major things, or maybe it's not having a soda and you choosing water with it. So it's not these huge things, but little things over time will add up and will make you feel better. Excellent. So, Chef, let me ask you this question. You know, it's summertime. You know, people are cooking, they're grilling, they're going out to different things. You know, and there's a lot of taste with that. And, of course, us as people, we, we, we are visual. And sometimes when you go to some of these celebrations, it transports you transports you back at the time. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I totally remember Grandma's peach cobbler or something like that. And, and, and but, 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 you know, Grandma's peach cobbler, even though it's, the tastiness factor is insanely awesome, we know the health factor ain't really that, that kind of way. But how do you kind of say from a chef perspective, you know, and we have maybe some home cooks out here, out there that are listening to us, you know, how do you kind of like, are, are there any tips that you can give to like, hey, you know, how do you make something maybe taste better without overdoing it, without maybe adding certain things, but how do you kind of get that tastiness factor and the health factor on the same level when you're kind of working with clients and you're telling them to, to prepare fresh foods and things like that? How, do you, how does one do it? Because we're not, we're not chefs, and so we're trying to figure out how do you, how do, you do this? I just want to disclaim, for the peach yeah. cobbler, I'm not sure there's a workaround there. Yeah, fair enough. It's got to go with it, but you can balance. I'll have water with my peach cobbler. There you go. Yes, you we'll, can, have, we'll have ice cream with that. Right. We can balance. But in, in terms of food, you know, in general, um, it's, you know, we do eat with our eyes. So, you know, color, you know, creating color. Um, and even, you know, venturing with different spices. So, you know, you don't have to use a regular seasoning salt. You know, try this, you know, 
spice over here, something that might be, you know, a Creole spice or an Ethiopian spice like Burberry, and, you know, gives it a whole new appeal and, and from a taste standpoint. Or even, you know, when you're roasting your vegetables, you got green beans, and it's, you know, they're green. Um, but you could add some sweet peppers. It gives it a color different, you know, and it, but it appeals. But then the sweetness of the pepper and your green bean, those kind of things, you can have a really great play, uh, you know, on your palate. Um, but it's, it's you know, trying to venture with um, different spices or different, you know, mixing of color to create the aesthetic as well as having those things that are, you know, they don't have to be the green beans that were cooked with salt pork, but they could be the grilled or the roasted green bean that, you know, you can really get the great flavor out of still. Excellent. You know, for, for us as kind of novice and kind of home cooks and everything, I think about, you know, uh, my wife and I, you know, we're trying to be a little more adventurous and we try to do a little more things. Certainly we try to cook together a lot more now, but but we don't know nothing about spices. You know, we, we you know, a lot of us know our plain spices, salt, pepper, garlic. Uh, you know, maybe oregano, but but there, as you said, there's so many other things out there. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I wouldn't know where to start, uh, except for maybe I go to the spice aisle and stick my arm out yeah. and just pull everything <laughs> off and empty it to the shopping cart. Is, is, I, don't, I don't know. But how do you kind of go around like like t you know, knowing about different spices? How do you kind of help people out with that? So I love to recommend to people to go on food excursions, okay. um, uh, little field trips, and you know, get out of the grocery store. There are so many places that you can go to and buy like custom oils or spices. At one place, which is I've been a, a fan of and a personal uh, customer as well as for my business, is the Spice House, um, which is here in the city. And, um, and they ship and they're online, um, but they have all sorts of really great spices. And not only do they showcase those spices and sell them, but then they talk, they speak to in their descriptions about what they marry with and how they you know, can be used. Um, and so it's a great place to explore. Um, if you are trying to, you know, still trying to figure it out, there are websites that give you full-on recipes and, you know, you can start to incorporate from there. So, like, uh, uh, websites like Yumly, um, which give you a lot of lead and um, information to be able to, oh, try that new spice because they really play that up in terms of, you know, creative ways to do um, your food in, as far as recipes. Excellent. Let me ask this question real quick. Uh, Bonnie, if you think of summertime food, do you have like a food that is like, bam, that's like quintessentially summer? I think of the grill when I think of summer. That's not a food. But um, when I think of summer, I'm thinking of vegetables. I mean, that's not very specific, but I love cauliflower and grilling vegetables and throwing asparagus and you know, peppers and everything on the grill. So, I mean, and that takes nothing. It's a little olive oil and maybe a little, sorry, not too, and salt and pepper and throw it on the grill and it tastes yeah. awesome because, and it can be what about you yeah, because you, you get the, you know, the true flavor of the vegetables. Yeah. And, and it, with regards to going to a party, I know um, there's, I would say don't go like super duper hungry because that's a recipe for disaster because then everything does look really good. But, I think if you eat the peach cobbler and you have a taste of it or you have a little bit of it, that's fine. It's like, forget it. And the next day, you eat healthy again, you know? Like, everybody's going to indulge once in a while, and you got to um, give yourself leeway to do that. As long as, for the most part, you go back to eating your healthy, regular diet, then it's, it's fine once in a while. I agree. You're not going to a party every day, right. are you? <laughs> so let me ask this question to the chef. Chef, we know there's a lot of 
lot of home food delivery uh, companies out there. You know, for a lot of us that are busy professionals, you know, time may be of an essence. And, and I can certainly say my wife and I have certainly invested uh, in trying to have fresh prepared, I shouldn't say fresh prepared because we're cooking it ourselves, but fresh ingredients delivered to our home. And then we actually spend quality time together uh, doing uh, the actual preparation. Actually, we get our kids involved. And you guys have seen some stuff on my social media of my kids helping out with some things that we're doing because I think it's great for them to do it. They may not eat it, but it's great for them to actually be exposed and touch different vegetables and touch different things. So let, let me say this, you know, because because the, the home delivery system is not going anywhere anytime soon. So how, like, if somebody's thinking about this, they're pressed for time, but they still want to have some fresh options, how do you kind of guide people that may want to choose an option like that? They don't have time to go to the grocery store. So how do you kind of choose that kind of start pathway? So there are a few paths. Um, one, if you want to, um, you know, save time, but still be able to prepare on your own, um, there are great services like Home Chef. Um, that you can go and they have basically the meal kit. They give you everything portioned out, you know, cut, and then you go and prepare. Um, and you have your dinner. Uh, and so you can purchase as much or as, as few kits as you need um, based on your lifestyle. So you might be out, you know, evenings or what have you. So you can purchase to do, you know, those things at home. Um, if you have a little more press for time, um, there are great services that deliver Packaged meals that are heat and eat. Um, Kitch Fix, Food Q are some really great ones that are, you know, also sensitive to, you know, allergens, mm -hmm. um, sensitivities like gluten free or even vegan and vegetarian um, menus. Uh, and they offer because, you know, everyone has, there's a, everyone has, we are diversified palates. Uh, so they offer those things that allow you to have the benefit of something that is convenient but not, uh, um, you know, the, the, the uh, downside of, you know, it being from the drive-through. <laughs> Thanks, Chef. Uh, Bonnie, what's your, think, what's your take on, on those kind of services that are trying to help people, you know, we're pressed for time, but, but we're always trying to find a way out, but we want to eat healthy. What's your thought when you, like, maybe encounter clients that may want to do that? How do you kind of I, counsel them through it? I think it's a great idea. I mean, I think cooking more, it gives you more control over... Uh, what kinds of foods that you're choosing to eat as opposed, you know what's going in you. You know what's going in that recipe, and you know what you're putting into your body then, as opposed to going out to a fast food restaurant or something like that, where you, you don't really know and, and you don't have the control over what you're putting in. Um, I, I also think, you know, just buying some prepared foods that are already chopped up for you, that you can come home and you could do quickly. You know, there's nothing wrong with doing a quick stir fry. Um, it's really healthy and it takes about you know 15 minutes maybe. Yeah. And um, there's it's there's always a benefit of sitting down and having a meal together, and especially one that you prepared and cooked. So I think it's a, I think it's a great idea. Um, and I think that for the most part, a lot of them are have healthy ingredients, mm -hmm. and they have really focused in on that. Yeah, we've done, my wife and I have done a number of these kind of companies to try to try them out. We've done the kinds that are literally, you might heat it up in three minutes, you'd be done. But I feel more value, I get more more value out of it by actually working something together, starting the, the ingredients. And I've done some unveiling things on social media where I can actually even have my kids pull out the onion, pull out the peppers, pull out the, the fish, pull out, you know, whatever it's going to be. I have them read the labels because it's like, I always reading is fundamental. And you keep doing that. But then we get to start doing all that kind of stuff. So 
I get that parenting time, I get that spouse time, I get the family time, all at the same time while we're trying to eat something healthy. And that, that I might not get that if I only spend three minutes and nuking something in the microwave, I don't get that time. And it's so funny because some of those recipes, it's, it's just, as you mentioned, some things may take like 15 minutes in the Gomez household. If it says 15 minutes, it's gonna be ready in 45. <laughs> so that's just how it is. Uh, mainly because our kids are always playing around with things like that. But, but it just brings a lot together of family and togetherness, which are important to people when we're talking about summertime. So let me ask this question to, to Chef. So uh, do you have kind of a personal uh, he a healthy eating routine or a secret, something that you do to try to keep health a priority? What's your, what, what's your, what's your take on it? Oh, um, or something that you do and you say, yeah, I'm going to do this every day because you know, I'm trying to look for, I'm trying to play the long game again. Is there something that you do? Um, and you know, even for me as I cook for others, it's it's all it's a challenge for me as well. Um, you know, the thing that I am trying to do for myself and my husband is, you know, as we prepare the kitchen, I'm using, you know, since I have the space to do it, you know, to prepare for us, you know, as if I'm we are our own client. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> sometimes you get lost, um, but we, you know, really focus on. You know, the best two out of three, you know, aren't bad. So if, if the if the one meal is not so great, you know, let's make it the best two out of three. So you know, lunch for husband, um, a dinner, you know, for us, and maybe it's breakfast. That's you know, one of the two, one of the three meals. Um, so we're trying to focus on being consistent in that way. So um, without having to feel like we are um, totally limiting ourselves. Um, but, you know, giving ourselves some space to have some healthy moderation, you know, things in moderation. So, Bonnie, what's your take on that, you know, kind of your personal approach? I'm really trying to stay away from processed food. So when I go grocery shopping, I really like to stay on the outside of the grocery store. So, you, I mean, it's, true. it's really true. I mean, if you think about it, it's your fruits, vegetables, and then you have your probably your uh, proteins. You get proteins, get your nuts, your seeds, sure. all on the outside. Yeah, and then um, your dairy, mm. and, and it's all there. So it's really all you need. Um, so I don't really try to venture down the aisles all that much. Mm -hmm. uh, but just to eat, trying to eat more fresh foods and increasing my vegetable intake. Oh, yeah, I think we all need to do that, certainly. And my own kind of personal approach is, I do a lot of the same things. I, I, if we go to the store, if my wife and I are not getting anything delivered to us, we want to make sure we start on the outside of the aisles and then work our way inside a little bit. But we're really trying to stay outside uh, because that's where you're going to get the horsepower. That's where you're going to get the nutrient density uh, that you want. You're going to get those major macronutrients that your body needs and thrives on. You're not going to find that in the middle of the aisles. And, and the best way to affect change is with your credit card. You know, you can tell these major companies that are out there that are making a lot of the processed foods or a lot of the sweetened cereals, you can just, you know, they're, they're on the shelf for a reason because people are paying for them. So the best way to exercise how you want to do with healthy things is your credit card. So you're buying more of the other stuff and the companies may feel the burden uh, from you not buying their products. Now, it's a big, it's an ominous task to certainly, to certainly engage in, but it's something you can do. If you're looking at health to be part of your routine, you know, we talk about a balance of, of exercise, mindfulness, stress reduction, uh, you know, moving more, you know, just feeling better. You know, your health is part of that whole continuum of everything you're eating is part of that continuum. So you've got to be able to, like, play this out. As I said earlier, you plan out your vacation, 
plan on that anniversary trip, plan out that wedding, summertime, wedding season, wedding season without a doubt. And so you can plan out your health and your diet at the same time. So let me ask a couple more questions on this thing and then we're gonna get into uh, uh, some other fun kind of things. So let me ask this question. Uh, I always get asked a question from my patients. I'm gonna ask a question to Bonnie. Fresh food versus canned food are the same thing. Is there a difference? Should we care about it? You know, so say, it's like, say it's like a fresh vegetable versus like some canned green beans. What's the deal? Like, should we, should, does it matter? I uh, know we should definitely go for fresh. Okay. Um, fresh or frozen. Frozen's okay, okay. too. Um, the canned usually has more sodium. Um, sometimes like a canned fruit might be in syrup it's or sugar. Um, so definitely if you can, try to get fresh. If you can't, then frozen is usually a good alternative. So, and I always have, I, I always keep frozen vegetables handy because sometimes you just, you grab them and you can throw them, in, you can throw them in the microwave and it's like a quick steam and they're tasty. They taste great. You can doctor them up and, and, and you have a healthy vegetable at your meal. I said, Chef, now I know your answer to that same question is going to be fresh. Because <laughs> <laughs> what you do is just, but please explain, okay. you know, uh, um, even, from a, even from a taste standpoint, mm -hmm. Uh, does fresher taste better than canned? Absolutely. hundred <laughs> percent yes. Um, I am, you know, vehemently opposed to canned vegetables. Uh, personally and uh, professionally, um, we don't do that for our clients. <laughs> That's how I figured. <laughs> um, but we, we do go fresh. Um, we, you know minimally we'll use a frozen but that's basically because of seasonality of a vegetable um, but typically you know 95 98% of what we do is fresh um, and so you know there is a difference um, how the vegetable breaks down its texture um, even some of the nutrients you know are lost in that so um, but it and, and you can taste the difference. You, I mean, it looks different. The vegetables are out of the can look a little duller. They don't look as vibrant. Um, you know, greens lose their color and um, you know they look limpy and yeah. soggy. And, and yeah, carrots yeah, look yeah, sad. Yeah. They, yeah. they look sad. They're like, help me. Yeah, no canned vegetables. It's, <laughs> not, it's really not that's, great. That's a no-no in the house. It's a, it's yeah. a no, yeah. all the way around. Yeah, I agree with you, without a doubt. So let me ask this question. You know, uh, one of the things that I struggle with, and I'll be honest, is is making sure that my wife and I, I think we're good. We've made a lot of transitions with our diet, and certainly that's been chronicled on my website and everything over the last about six, eight months or so. Um, going more plant-based. We're not fully 100% plant-based, but we've gone about an 80-20 rule. But, we, but it used to be a lot worse than that, but we're trying to continue to say, hey, we want these the, the, the dense, raw materials that, that are thriving. Um, also, we're trying to help out with a, less of a carbon footprint, without a doubt. I would tell you one of, the, one of the things that you can do to, if you care about climate, one of the best things you can do is host a vegetarian party. And I would say legumes miss you, because they do. <laughs> it's gotten away from that in our diet. We've gone to a, a lot of processed foods, and, and certainly uh, America eats the most meat. That's a fact. Um, we don't necessarily need to necessarily eat a lot of meat. We don't necessarily need really eat much at all if we didn't want to. We have and we can meet our protein and our other macronutrient requirements uh, from other sources. Um, but one of the things I struggle with, and, and, and honestly, is making sure that we set a foundation for our kids. So you know, what's the kind of the advice up there? And I'll start with you, Chef. How do you kind of make foods um, work for children? Because a lot of people maybe listen to the show and their parents and they try and 
you know, it's hard to make that for a three-year-old or a five-year-old or a seven-year-old, or even some people with teenagers at home. Mm -hmm. It's hard to make them commit, or young adults, you know, people in their 20s and now going back home living with their parents. Uh, they're still your child. Uh, but how do you kind of start having that conversation? How do you make it work for kids and parents? What kind of tips do you have for them out there? Um, you really have to create a space of um, exploration. I mean, and, and really give it a, a sense of fun. Because um, I know, yeah, kids are going to want to default to, you know, the, the basics. Um, but if you start to, early on, really introduce that and they see what you're doing, um, I think that that has impact. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, making it look interesting. Um, if you're doing something that's vegetarian-based, you know, instead of a stuffed pepper with meat, it's with quinoa, but it has corn and black bean and peppers, so it looks interesting or things that have similar textures like maybe mushrooms um, that give you those um, uh, textures but give you a different taste you know and so it's not level of I won't say trickery um, but to you know take some things and blend it in you're making pasta sauce you can make that with a vegetable um, as what you know have your sauce but blend in zucchini and squash or those kind of things so that you're introducing it um, but it's not so it's it, not as harsh or drastic for your kids. Bonnie you've worked with clients from across the age spectrum across the lifespan in your career how do you focus on parents that are trying to teach some values to their kids or how do you even get that conversation going with success? Well I think a big part of it is presenting it and even if, if you like you said if you're presenting it if you have it on the table if you're eating it then your kids see that you're doing it too. And also by putting it in the foods, like you said, it, it's not really tricking, but it is kind of putting it in there. They might not necessarily know. Well, it's trickery in the gum. Yeah. Sense, though, <laughs> but it's, it's okay. You know, there are different types of flavors and you, um, you know, get them used to it. And if they see that you're eating it, then they'll be likely to eat it. If you don't like it, then they're not going to eat it. So I think it's really really leading by example. And as usually as kids get older, they get a little bit more adventurous than they will. Even if they don't do it when they're two or three or four, they might eat it when they're, you know, nine, 10, 11, or they're at least willing to try more. And so I think by, I think cooking together is a really, really important because they will take it if it's out there. Or if you have... Sometimes if you have carrots and celery and cucumber just sitting out, they're likely to grab it because they're hungry and they want to eat something. So I think if you have it available, that's a really a great first step. Excellent. You know, one of the things I'll give you a quick tip that, that I try to do in the Gomez household is I'm a big fan of smoothies, but smoothies got to be made the right way because you can easily sugar load like crazy and lose a lot of the key benefits that you want out of that too. So one of the tricks that the training that I do is, yeah, I may start with a base. Every smoothie has some somewhat of a base. It could be water. Some people might do milk. Some people might do almond milk. Some people may even do like a little out there, like a little tomato juice base. Uh, but you start with a base, and yes, I'll have some of the frozen fruit that I may put in there. Some of those dense berries, your strawberries, your blackberries, your raspberries. Uh, I may add a few sprinkles of some green vegetables in there that we had that we grow inside the house. Uh, some of the leafy vegetables, um, not to make the smoothie green just quite yet because they may not drink it. Uh, they might still be a little bit fruit forward uh, and maybe a little bit of flat, uh, maybe a little bit of chia seed in there to get a little more fiber to stabilize any rise of sugar that may happen. But also from a, from a fullness standpoint, 
you blend, it can help make it make that a little bit, but I might sneak some things behind their back. That's a great idea. When they're doing idea. some things, and you start your <laughs> yeah. day right uh, versus start out your day with a ton of dessert, as we said. What's your, what's your thoughts? I think that's, that's a great really idea. Said. It's a great idea. Um, I Like you said, I think that there are things that you can put in the smoothie. Um, you could do Greek yogurt in there, add some more protein. You can even put some natural peanut butter or almond butter in there, and you get those um, monounsaturated fats going, and they'll satisfy them. So there's there's a lot that you can put in with the berries and or the flaxseed. That's a great source of omega-3s. So there's a lot that you can do with that. Um, if your kids are really, hopefully they'll They'll drink it. I know. I, th I think they do because they always want to take at least a sip, which is which is good. But I'd say, you know, take a bigger gulp, please. <laughs> but it's all good. We're still working on it. So what I want to do now, hey, we've been having this great conversation about just, just food in general, ways to kind of make sure that health is still a priority, talking about also trying to make sure the tastiness factor and the healthy factor are on the same level. I want to get into a section that I always do called Myths versus Facts. And so how it works on the show, if you're new to the show, what I do is I, add, I say a statement and I ask our panelists to say myth or fact. Again, this is really about setting the truth. You know, We don't want you to get your health information from Dr. Google. We want you to get your information from vetted proper resources that have a vested interest in your health and not just a vested interest in your wallet at the end of the day. So again, we're talking about building trust and delivering truth. So here we go, I'm gonna say a statement, uh, and then they're gonna either say myth or fact, and then they're going to uh, give us a few statements, uh, a few sentences why it's a myth or fact. We're gonna kind of keep it kind of rapid fire and everything like that. So here we go, Bonnie, you're sitting next to me, so you get the first statement, here we go. Myth or fact, oh, this is an easy one, but I'll get to you. So here you go, uh, myth or fact, maintaining a healthy diet, drinking water, and minimizing stress are ways to best support healthy living. That is a definite fact. Please explain. Um, I think, you know, eating healthy obviously um, is key to uh, maintaining a healthy weight, maintaining um, blood chemistries in certain in the area that you want them to be, um, and then. Drinking a lot of water, it, it's really good for you. You're not eat, drinking sugary, sweetened drinks, and it's basically, it helps flush everything out. It's, it's really, drinking a lot of water is really essential. And of course, stress, there's so much that goes with stress. And if you can balance your stress, whether it's doing some exercise or yoga or meditation, it's really, uh, Beneficial. And your you. diet can be very complimentary. I mean, the, how you manage your lifestyle can be very complimentary to your diet, and vice versa. Without a doubt, we're looking at the big picture for total health impact. Here we go, Chef Nicole. Here we go. Myth or fact? Here's a statement: Meal planning takes too much time to do. That is a myth. Please explain. Um, it it takes some time, but it is not uh, a burden. Um, you can be uh, very smart about your planning. So, um, you know, if you shop well, um, you know, you can spend a few hours in the kitchen and have a week's worth of meals, as opposed to, you know, really trying to play catch up over the period of a week or weeks, you know, as you are out and about or defaulting, you know, it's a lot, it's a, it's a, it's a lot more uh, drastic to hit that drive-through, even though it may feel quick, um, the, the impact is uh, a, a lot different. Um, but I, that, is, that is a myth. Thank you very much. And I think about, of course, you know, sometimes the day just never goes how you plan it's, plan it's going to go. doesn't turn out that way. And so, yeah, you might get home and be just strapped for time. And it's like, ah, forget this. I'm just going to do this drive-through. So thank you for, for uh, 
myth-busting that statement. Here we go. Uh, Bonnie, here's a statement. I like this one. Uh, granola and yogurt are a healthy breakfast. Well, we kind of talked about that prior. It's actually, it's more than likely, that's a, a myth. Um, it's probably not healthy. It probably has too much sugar um, in there. If there is ways to do it where it's healthier, I'm, I'm, there, there can be some healthy granola. It depends on how you make it. Um, but I think for the most part, the, the granola that you usually buy in the stores is full of sugar, and a lot of your flavored yogurts are as well. So you think you might be doing something really good for you, but in reality, if you did a plain Greek yogurt with more a nut or a seed, that would be a better choice. Excellent. And I see that certainly a lot of patients will come in and say, and this is my breakfast, you know, uh, granola, yogurt. And, you know, they say, oh, my gosh, you know, I still haven't lost any weight. Or their numbers, from a metric standpoint, their numbers still stay elevated when you're looking at someone in your diabetic population. So thank you for clarifying that one. Here we go. Chef, I like this one. Here's a statement. Many restaurants will not accommodate my dietary restrictions. That is a myth. That's a myth? Please yes. explain. Uh, restaurants these days will accommodate. I mean, uh, you can go and ask for um, modifications, you know, omit dairy or, um, you know, take away a certain um, uh, recipe item because of allergens or what have you. Um, you know, restaurants are sensitive to that um, with customers uh, because of the growing amounts of, uh, you know, people who have different, you know, vegan you know, gluten-free, you know, celiac disease, you know, you know, those kind of things. And so in order to retain and keep a great customer, you have to provide the offerings or you have to be able to provide um, options or adjustments uh, to um, keep, that, keep that customer happy. All right. Thank you. Here we go. Next statement for you, Bonnie. I get this all the time. Carbs are bad for you. What's your take on that? Myth or fact? That's a myth. Um, however, I am going to apologize that statement yeah. it's a myth but I think you need to shift more for complex carbohydrates in your diet as opposed to like simple carbohydrates so things like sweet potatoes beans brown rice you know those are all healthier carbs that are usually fiber filled fruits um, is a carb a lot of people don't realize that and um, and it breaks down into your body into sugar so it's really important to uh, make sure that you watch what types of carbs that you are consuming. Excellent. Here we go, Chef. We'll do a couple more of these. Here we go. Here's a statement. It's important to read food labels to limit added sugars, sodium, and excess fats. Yes. Um, that is a, uh, yes. That's a uh, fact. fact. Right. <laughs> I couldn't get the uh, word out. Yeah, that's right. um, yes. You, you want to read your labels. Um, it, that's where it tells the story. Um, and you can see very clearly sodium, you know, sugars, etc., um, so now you, you, you know, now you have a choice um, as opposed to kind of blindly like, oh, I'm just going to grab that. You know, you want to be informed. Uh, and if the more informed you are, um, you know, the better off you are in terms of your nutrition. Excellent. We'll do a couple more. Here you go, buddy. Here's a statement. Making quick, healthy meals for my family is very hard to do. That's a myth. Please explain. There's lots of healthy things that you can do very quickly, um, especially if you plan ahead. So I think a key is having the ingredients on hand, knowing in advance what you want to make that night, and then um, then you can go home and make it. Or 
even if you do a service that if you really are pressed for time, that's a great way to have a healthy meal that you're making yourself and you just have the ingredients delivered to you. Excellent. And you know what? You guys, you guys are doing this. I haven't had a chance to participate, so I'll do this last myth versus fact because why not? Uh, so I want to do this one. I'll pick one off my list. It's a good one. Here we go. I like this one. Um, let's see this one. I like this one. Here we go. Um, eating a plant-based diet can have incredible health benefits. Uh, now, plant-based diet, I would say that is true. Now, plant-based diet doesn't mean eating Skittles and French fries uh, <laughs> without a doubt because that is bad for you, uh, but that is technically plant-based. Uh, but, but, but no, eating, eating a diet of, 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 your, of your legumes, uh, your, your farro, uh, your quinoa, uh, certainly your fruits, berries, nuts, seeds, you know, these are things that we talk about, actually I've talked about this show a lot with a population called the Blue Zones, and they eat these kind of foods, uh, they avoid the sugar, they avoid um, other things that can be, they avoid the saturated fats, they, so, so eating a plant-based diet has certainly a lot of benefits, certainly when it comes to uh, health maintenance and disease prevention. Uh, I, I hope that more people will choose going more plant-based. It doesn't seem to give everything that you need to do, but, but we've gotten away from eating things that grow from the ground. And I think that's an important thing to, to make sure that we do uh, when we talk about our own health destiny. So, hey, we got about five minutes left. And what I want to do at this point is I want to wrap it on up. You know, we've been talking great. This has been a great conversation talking about healthy eating, last-minute healthy eating prep. Uh, so what I want to do is we talked in the beginning about the chief complaint. That's when somebody comes in. You know, at, at the end of the day, when somebody's done seeing me or they might see you in your office sitting, Bonnie, uh, they may, uh, you know, we call it the assessment and plan. And that's when you kind of wrap things up. You give them... Uh, their diagnosis, you give them some plans, and most importantly, you make a follow-up. Follow-up is key. And so, just with anything in life, we want to have follow-up with everything that we're doing to have that continued success. So, I'm going to start with you, Chef. Let's bring it on home. Give us three, maybe a couple, three talking points or three take-home points, better yet to say it that way, three take-home points for people to be successful when they come towards healthy eating prep. Three things. Um Planning is critical. Um, you want to, you know, really think about what it is you want to enjoy and make the preparation for it. Um, eat what you enjoy and be curious. Um, but, you know, you don't have to resign yourself to a limited window. Um, so, you know, have fun with it. Enjoy yourself. Um, it is food. It is meant for nourishment. But, you know, you can, you can enjoy as well. Um, and also, I think in terms of prep, one thing that I think we overlook is having the right tools to do the work. Because um, if you get all these great things in your home and then you don't, you know, you don't have the frying pan or the knife, um, have those things, have the tools so that you can effectively execute um, to, and, and you know, do well. Well, thank you, Chef. It's been a pleasure having you back on the show. Bonnie, give us a couple take-home points for people to be successful with healthy eating. Um, I think a few points that I can hammer home is, you know, make sure, also, have a varied plate. Make sure there's vegetables on there. Make sure you have, if you want some protein, you can have some protein and some complex carb. You know, make sure that plate, even if it's half full of vegetables, that's a really great way to go. Um... Also, I think drinking a ton of water is really, really good. Flush everything out, start drinking it, keeps you full, and it, it helps things run smoothly through you. And um, another thing is just to be conscientious of 
are you hungry? Why are you eating? Are is that a good choice that you're making? Are you know, you might be going to the refrigerator. Why are you going to the refrigerator? And I think we call it as I mentioned before, mindful eating and just being aware of what you are doing. There's so many times where I have clients or patients that come to me and say, well, I'm watching TV and I'm eating popcorn or I'm eating chips and you have no idea how much you're actually consuming or, or cereal out of the box. So I think by portioning it out or by saying to yourself, am I even hungry when I'm watching TV or am I just it's my relaxing time. Maybe a cup of tea would be better to relax you or, or something else. Um, so just to be a little bit more aware of what you're doing is a really um, great lesson that we can all learn. Excellent. Well, thank you, Bonnie. And my final thoughts are this. You know, even though there are barriers that exist to improving and optimizing your nutrition, we know that you got to make it personal. We know that those barriers are not, not impossible to overcome. You know, you want to think about total impact. Think about things you can do, little steps. Even if you had two meals a week that were more plant-based or you had more vegetables versus everything, you know, those little steps can be cumulative over a course of time. You know, I want you to work with your medical doctor. Work with a dietitian slash nutritionist. Work with some of your, some of your local restaurants. Uh, they can help you cater to your needs, cater to your tastes, and certainly open up new minds and everything. But I want you to have that success and know that, hey, you can do this. Think long impact, think total impact, and I think as you make nutrition a priority and it's part of your overall global health plan, I think you're going to have nothing but success. So I want to thank my guests today. This has been great having you both here. You. Uh, my guests today, they've been fierce. So I want to just acknowledge Chef Nicole Jordan-Reed, founder and owner of Nicole Jordan Catering, LLC. Check her out, www.njcaters.com. Of course, my good friend Bonnie Kasten, registered dietitian nutritionist and licensed dietitian nutritionist at Suburban Gastroenterology, LTD. Check her out, www.sgihealth.com. Hey, you've been listening and watching live on Facebook and intellectualradio.com. This episode is written by Mark D. Gomez, MD, and Tiffany E.R. Gomez. Producer is Tiffany E.R. Gomez. Music is by the wonderful Mr. Havis. Copyright 2019 by MDG Wellness LLC. All rights reserved. Hey, stay tuned for my next episode. In a couple weeks, it's going to be titled Caring for Our Loved Ones with Dementia. Hey, if you liked today's episode and enjoyed it, please share it. We want to get the message out. What we talk about today should not just stop today. Pass this message on. Anybody that you care about that's passionate about food, passionate about health, share this to the max. And remember, check me out on my website, www.drmarkgomez.com. Check out everything on the audio podcast, iTunes, and everything. And remember, check out my e-commerce store. Hey, I'll catch you guys later next time. Let's keep this health revolution going. Peace out. <laughs>